Your Preparation Station with Donna Miller is on the air. Tune in for insight and encouragement for living a more sustainable, back-to-basics lifestyle. No matter where you've come from or what the future may hold, we hope each episode will encourage you with topics, guests and stories that inspire your journey towards self-sufficiency. And now, the hostess of your preparation station, Donna Miller. Welcome to a new episode of Your Preparation Station. I'm your host, Donna Miller, and it's hard to believe that I have been doing these shows for almost, let's see, we roll around next year, it'll be five and a half years in January, so almost six years. So it's exciting to be able to be on our own um, network here and have this show to bring guests on to let you get to know them. Today, I'm really excited to bring a, a longtime friend of ours that we've, we connected, <laughs> I think it was 2010, wow, um, maybe nine, 2009, and we connected and just really hit it off, and I'm really thrilled that Janet Liebsch is here with us. She's kind of the um, half of the cohort in crime for Bill and Janet. Uh, both have co-authored a fantastic reference book. Um, I'll let her talk a little bit more about it. It's been on on the market and out in first responders' hands as well as the public's hands for quite some time. But it has to be, in my opinion, one of the best reference books for emergency preparedness and what to do when something happens. It's not just a, a broad blanket opinion book. It's real factual, step-by-step, specific things happen. You can go to it and refer to it and handle that emergency on hand. Awesome book. It's called It's a Disaster and What Are You Going to Do About It? Um, It's not a novel. It is a reference book. It's fantastic and it's probably one of the first ones I recommend to people when they don't have anything on hand and don't know where to start because the internet can suck you in and freak you out. (laughs) <laughs> whereas this book speaks very methodical peace and, and ease. Um, so I, I encourage you, there's links on the show page here, and um, you can connect and find out how to get it. It's reasonably priced and packed full of very useful information. So we're going to talk with Janet. She has actually, she and Bill have submitted articles and written uh, for Prepare Magazine since we started the thing four years ago. I think almost... Almost every single issue, um, there's been something. If, if she's missed one or two, I'm surprised. Uh, she's reached the distinguished level. She's been kind of a founding member along with us, walking side by side to encourage people who read Prepare Magazine to just, you know, don't check your brain at the door. Really think about this. Really do it. Uh, practice it. Live it. Be practical with it. And um, all of their articles are just similar to the reference book. It's very practical step-by-step information. So I'm excited to have you with me today, Janet. We finally were able to get through a few things and connect. So um, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me on, and it's an honor to be here. Uh, We always have a good time, and we have a tendency, I'll warn everybody, we have a tendency to kind of go down bunny trails, and that's totally good, um, because because we do visit and talk about a good deal of things. and it's a lifestyle. It's kind of hard to pigeonhole everything you do in, you know, a nice little outline form because um, it reaches into every aspect of your life to live a preparedness lifestyle or to encourage others to do so. So I, I want to ask you, just let's go through some history. How on earth did you and Bill get started with this? Well, it was actually 
kind of like you said, it's a lifestyle. It's it's something it's always been ingrained in my persona, I guess you would mm-hmm. say. And the reason I called Bill, we were actually friends for gosh, I think ten years before actually fifteen years or so before we got married. We've known each other almost thirty years. Um I knew it's what he was like. He was always prepared. He had a plan A, B, and a backup plan for all of those, and C. <laughs> um, and I just wanted somebody not only to have a partner to go through, you know, some things that we knew were going to be eventually coming down the pike, but it's every day. Like you said, it's not just the big things that we need to be planning for or thinking about. There are disasters that happen every single day everywhere around the world. They could be minor things or they could be really major things. It could be a personal thing, whether it's a a fire in your home or a loss of a job. And what we tried to do is is develop something. Now, FEMA, and everybody laughs about FEMA, they really have put together a lot of really useful information. It's Mm -hmm. very basic information. It's for the first 72 to 48 hours, possibly as long as a week. They've actually extended out most of their literature now, and they suggest people be prepared for a week or more, which is good, um, Mm -hmm. because they know, and all first responders know, and hopefully people will eventually learn, those first 72 hours are critical. And the reason we always say that in the 72-hour mantra is that's when you want to try to get in and save as many people as you can from the first responder's respect. And remember, the first responders are just that. Whether it's you personally in your neighborhood or the first responders on the street, they're going to go after the places that were hit the hardest. So if you're in an area that's not hit as hard, you're going to be on your own for Mm -hmm. a little while at least. Um, As we saw with Katrina 10 years ago, um, there were people that didn't see responders for weeks or months possibly, depending on where they were, how remote they were, and Mm -hmm. because it was just such a massive, massive disaster. But again, back to the personal level, if we as society can be take more personal responsibility and get more prepared and be more prepared we're going to be less of a burden on those that truly need the help especially the elderly the disabled um, and the children and the best thing we can do is get our children involved and try to get them so it's it's almost second nature it's Mm -hmm. just like in the military If, if you practice drills if you do things over and over whether they're you may not think it's important, but those fire drills they do at schools and the tornado drills, I grew up in the Midwest, they they stick in your brain. And mm-hmm. so it's something that you automatically do because you're used to doing it. So, uh, But back to me and Bill, we were both kind of that same mindset. And in uh, the mid-'90s when I came out here and we were going to get married, he was telling me about this idea and, you know, he had a friend in the Red Cross who wanted to have a book that combined both first aid and disaster preparedness. And so um, I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I can do that. You know me. I'm stupid. I, raised, I was always the one in class. I, I can do that or at work, you know. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> I volunteered so to tribute. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but what we did is we tried to take the best of everything that was out there. A lot of this is in the public domain. A lot of it, again, is very basic, simple stuff, but then we try to give you resources if you want to dig a little deeper or you want to go a little further into more longer-term preparedness or uh, something that actually hits in your area because not all disasters are going to affect you 
you may live in an area that doesn't have any volcanic activity. But if you travel somewhere, or if you go on you know, vacation or work or business or move, mm-hmm. uh, you might experience it. So just, just knowing it, reading it, referencing it, and then practicing it, doing drills and other things and talking to the whole family about what would you do, um, it just kind of makes us, it, it kind of gives you a sense of calm. It just, it helps with the overall mindset of how many times on TV have people seen, oh, I never thought it would happen here. Yeah. 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 Well, it does. It's never <laughs> happened here before. Well, that means it's gonna at some point, right? You know. Probably at some point it will. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I mean, you're not gonna get a tidal wave in Ohio, but you are gonna have something happen that you weren't expecting. That's why they call them accidents. It's not, you know, yeah, we can't prepare for every single one of them. <laughs> right. I love what you said about the practice part. Um, I was actually conversing with my daughter today about something I said now you're going to have to talk prepper to them and she looked at me and she goes you realize I am part prepper right and (laughs) she's 27 and you know that's that's a weird thing to be at a 27 age because not too many people their age see the need Um, and it's just kind of funny because that's how she was raised so she has it in her she knows Um, so you said something that the kids raising them in it and second nature it is a lifestyle and you guys have poured into and poured over this book um it's a disaster and what are you going to do about it in a manner that kind of saves someone from going crazy looking for all the info and trying to put it together in their mind this book is a nice compact reference of well what if and pretty much if you think what if you can thumb through and find it in yeah. uh, Bill and Janet's book, because I don't think you left a stone unturned. Well, it's funny because when we first started it, and, and I look back at the first edition, it's, and we're on the fifth edition now, but it's the fifth edition's been revised like four or five times. <laughs> every, every year when we go to print, we always try to update as many pages inside as we can. We add additional information. Uh, a lot of the data has been contributed but from the first responders and the professionals in the field. Um, our biggest clientele is actually first responders that are actually using the book as a giveaway to the public mm-hmm. um, because they do want their citizens to be more prepared. And uh, a lot of the citizen emergency response teams or CERTs use it as a complement handbook to the FEMA handbook that they get in their training course. We're not trying to replace anything. We're just trying to complement existing plans. And the, the, the whole idea is, like you said, it's a reference manual. And somebody called it, the, because we use the two color, it's, a, it's called an action text. And so mm-hmm. you have the words in red that you can kind of run your finger down each topic. We alphabetize the topics, trying to make it a little bit more simple. And then the, the index is uh, broken down because I hate going to an index. <laughs> That you have a word and then you have ten numbers behind it, and you're like, okay, I gotta look at this one, and then I got, nope, that's not it. I gotta go to the next one. Oh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> yep. So, yep. So we tried to break it down into the different topics within that sub, that word or that phrase, and and hopefully it's a speed index they call it uh, that's that's useful to people. No, it it actually is. Um, I'm one of those people who are very visual and also kind of when I want to find something, it needs to be very well organized, and I can't stand to have to flip through five or six different options to mm-hmm. p- potentially find what I might be looking for and, and kind of get inundated with things I'm not. And that's one thing I've always enjoyed about that. And the fact that you can 
kind of just quickly home in on the disaster at hand or the disaster mm-hmm. that you think is potential in your area, uh, whether it's it's tornadoes or, you know, lightning strikes. And those are normal, you know. That's one other thing I've always liked about your book. Although it's definitely a perfect go bag, you know, and a perfect quote-unquote prepper, you totally stay away from conspiracy theories. It's all yeah. potentials. They've either really happened or everything's lined up that it could happen. Um, well, and... and- the, in the first aid part of it, even if when you're in a scenario and you're kind of a little freaky or a little panicked, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how we tried to write it. Uh, I, I, I love all the books that are out there that are narratives and that you can get on your iPhones and that, you know, resize no matter what size your screen is. Yeah. This isn't like that. This is more of a bulleted, action, short, pissy, uh, what do I do before, during, and after a certain type of event? And it's so funny because if you ask Bill what time it is, he'll build the watch. If you <laughs> ask me what time it is, it's 11 o'clock, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what, what I had to do is take reams and reams and reams and reams of data and all this wonderful information that's out there on the web and out there in the different books and other things and try to build something that I want to carry around with me and that I always right. have handy. And if I can, I can try to curl it around in one hand if I'm trying to hold, you know, give somebody CPR or I'm trying to hold a <laughs> bleeding wound so it's, you know, I've still got the book in my one hand. And, you know, it's not perfect right. like that, but it's, that's how we tried to develop it is that if, if you're by yourself in a situation or it's just you and one other person and they're injured, at least you have a, a, a first aid portion of it mm-hmm. instead of a long narrative that you're trying to wade through the different paragraphs and see what do I do. Oh, I think it's it, it works out great like that, and you have had um, great response from people who actually are using this book in the field to train others. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, and then the fact that we customize it, but we'll get into that later, but it can be personalized for that community in the front of the book with the customization that we do for free, and so it, it actually adds value to that area because it, they personalize it, first of all, with their logos and their local data, but they also can put the local emergency information, uh, mm-hmm. any other thing that they may want in there, the employee user guide, you know, companies can personalize it, church groups, schools, everything. Yeah, you guys have definitely made it not just user-friendly, but community-friendly, and that is a big portion of being prepared. It's not just about hoarding and stocking up your own stuff. It's getting your community ready. That's going to help everybody. Mm-hmm. So well, we are going to take a real short break and hear a word from our sponsors. And we're going to come back um, and talk with Janet about some of the things that are currently going on and then kind of hear, um, you know, personally what she's going through, what they're, what they're doing and what they're planning again then for the future. So we will be right back with Janet Leapsch, the co-author of It's a Disaster and What Are You Going to Do About It, as well as a distinguished author for Prepare Magazine. So we'll be back in a second, Janet. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine. Encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. 
these folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted hoops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. Your preparation station is on the air. Welcome back to your preparation station. I'm glad you stayed tuned. You're going to get to hear from Janet some more about some things that are going on currently. Um, she alluded to the, the community outreach with the book, It's a Disaster, and what are you going to do about it? I wanted to let everyone know there are links throughout the show page and through the write-up here that you can actually get um, a kind of a sample um, Janet and Bill were very kind to work up a kind of a mock sample so you can see a peek into the book. You can also connect, um, there's a link there to purchase them on Amazon. You can go directly to um, Bill and Janet's website and talk with them after you hear a little bit more about how to work this into a community effort. But I would highly recommend this book. I do every time. I usually I cart uh, a few that we have on hand to meetings that we go to and go, okay, go find this book. This is what you want. You want you. And a lot of people have absconded with my books. Um, <laughs> so they once they sit down and leaf through them, they see how user-friendly it is. Um, and so you guys have the ability to kind of get a community to rally around using these and then putting some feet to the ground to make it in putting it into action. Can you explain to us how someone would go about that if they've if they're interested? Yeah. In fact it's it's funny you said that because I think I literally believe the books have the ability to grow legs. <laughs> they like run off. They do. They do. <laughs> we send samples to first responders around the country, and they're like, "Somebody stole my book." Uh huh. Can I get another one? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it can be well. What we do now, we've kind of changed things lately because we personally are going to be going through some uh, changes and moving and stuff. But for now, people can buy the full ebook, which is a 280-page PDF. Um, it's got the bookmarks. It's it's. It, it's better used on a desktop or a, what do you call those little pad things. Um, it's better viewed on that, but you can actually look at it on your phone if you want to. It's just not as user-friendly as it could be. Uh, but it's mainly because of the bullets and the formatting. But that's only $3. We discount the $14.99 book dramatically because we understand, first of all, uh, money's tight for everybody. And especially in the first responder world, the budgets for the emergency management side of the house on any agency, whether they're a police or fire or a county or a state or a federal level, always gets axed year after year. Yeah. And it's yeah. so unfortunate because when something does happen in that community, they're all like, well, why didn't you prepare us? Why didn't you warn us? I'm like, we're trying, but, you know, we're, we're trying to get blood out of a stone. And yeah. so anyway, everybody understands. So what we try to do is we encourage Schools can use the book as a fundraiser, or the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, any kind of youth group, football teams, other things. And they can take it like a traditional fundraiser, and they can collect the orders and collect the money. But that's very difficult for a lot of organizations and groups. So what we tried to do is set up easy referral programs where people just refer people to us. We now discount the book 70% off, and that's, so that's 450 delivered per book. We have to say a minimum of 10 or more. Um, we actually customized 
Santa Moore and uh, using our Red Books, what's called our standard Red Book. And if you go on our website, you'll see there's pictures of different kinds of books. And the reason we do that is because in a thousand books or more, we'll let organizations, church groups, schools, and businesses and agencies, they can rename the book. We don't care. That's not why we're doing what we're doing. If they want to call it their local community handbook, that's fine with us because the outside cover is completely theirs and the first 12 pages are completely theirs to customize in the print process on a thousand books or more. In smaller quantity, we just customize them with little peel and stick labels. Not as fancy, but it still works. And in that way, they can put their school logo or their church name and the organizational name and the cert team and the logos for the other organizations, however they want to personalize it, it is their book. We want them to convey their message to the recipients. Um, so if you refer people over and they mention your group, we're going to donate 10% of whatever that group does back to your the referring entity. And then the big thing that we're really pushing and working on hard uh, and have been for years, but now we have the ability with our book to add an up to 288 extra pages. That gives people up to 300 pages, so it's a 576-page book. It's quite substantial. You may not be able to hold it in one hand anymore, having <laughs> it open. But the whole idea is to get the community and the businesses to put ads and freebies and goodies inside that book. We are trying to change the mindset and the habits of people, so not only on preparedness stuff where they can get discounts and, and freebies and maybe you know, uh, buy one, get one free kind of thing, QR codes, other things in the book itself, where they can go to your store, it will drive traffic to your store. But we also are trying to change the mindset of people in their day-to-day -day habits, like dry cleaning or lawn care or tree trimming. Those are still kind of things that could be useful during and after a disaster or even before a disaster. Mm -hmm. But they'll carry that book with them everywhere. And maybe by osmosis, They'll read the data, <laughs> or at yeah. least we can hope. So at least it will be in the car or it will be in the backpack or in the, in the briefcase or the desk drawer at work. We want this book around, and it's going to be like a big giant uh, coupon booklet in the front or the back where you can put the full color pages, glossy pages filled with advertising and, and freebies. And groups, if they want to work with their local chamber or their local rotary or even uh, – any kind of business group that you may have in the community and partner up with them, they have the businesses that want their name in front of people. Charge mm -hmm. them whatever you want to charge them, whether it's a nickel a page, 10 cents a page, times however many books you're printing. That more than pays for your book, and it helps fund your organization. For example, if you did, say, 5,000 books for your community and you wanted to partner with a bunch of advertisers in the community through your chamber and your rotary, those businesses would pay, just for grins, we'll say seven. I'm sorry, I know a lot of people don't like math, but just hear me out. This is one <laughs> example. All of this is on our website. You can download it. But just for an example, if they did 5,000 books, they added the extra 288 pages, so there's 300 pages in the front, and they just took, or back, and they just take 250 of those pages. And if you've ever been in advertising and you pay $750 for a full page color ad, that goes into 5,000 homes, that's 15 cents a home. Mm -hmm. You can't even get a postcard into a home. And this book is going to stay around in front of that person. So it's a wonderful advertising opportunity for small businesses and, and large alike. 
they can raise, just charging $750 a page times 5,000 books, $152,000. And to wow. do the books, it only costs $35,000. I'm sorry, $187,000. So they actually net out over $150,000 for their fundraising efforts on a 5,000 books that they get out to the community. Mm-hmm. And if they want to give those books to the school kids to take home to their parents, you don't have to worry yeah. about delivering them anywhere. You just drop yeah. off the boxes at the schools and have the kids take them home. Because whatever the kids bring home, they're going to tell mom and dad, you've got to read this. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's That's a psychology exactly true. Kids but are just, great motivators when they come home yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. And we have lots of other ideas. You don't have to use all of those pages, but the whole idea, again, is to make it a community-wide effort to get the different groups talking to each other. We're all wanting to do the same thing. We're all wanting to get people motivated. And this is a real exciting, fun way to do it because people will be looking forward to the book every single year. Mm -hmm. I know Washington, D.C., about every year or two, they buy very large quantities of books, and they give them out at different events and health fairs. And people come up to the table, and they're like, well, I got this last year. Well, there's new stuff in here. You need to take this one, put the older one in your car or in your backpack or your Mm grab-and-go kit, or give it to a relative who doesn't have it. So it's it's, people are going to take them, especially if you're giving Uh, them away. They do. They take them when you just put them out for an example. I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. even – you don't even have (laughs) – the for free sign on it and they'll still walk off with it but it's it is i think because um it's geared towards the i don't want to make it sound oversimplified but it is simple um to use it is it is definitely simple to use and i love the fact honestly this is one thing when we first started talking years ago you guys have never changed it's still been about getting your community prepared get your community prepared i know a lot of authors Gosh, I'm going to sound bad, but I know a lot of authors are doing stuff for recognition, fame, and royalties, and you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Or or to sound like the expert and be, I don't know, have a following. You guys are so opposite of that. It's like we don't care. Mm-hmm. Turn it into your community book. This is what's mm-hmm. important. Um, you see that relieving the burden on the first responders because the more prepared you are, the less you depend on them, and they can get to the ones who really need it. And it is, it's empowering. Well, and if you think about it, if you look at the numbers, and I've used this over the years, there's 310, 310 million or so Americans, and there's only 3-something million first responders. Jeez. So when you look at the numbers and you think about in the smaller communities, there's, there's maybe only a handful of first responders for that whole county versus a big city, how are they going to get out to areas that are devastated? I mean, it's, it's just for your own safeties and your own mind, you know, calming mm-hmm. of the mindset, just knowing it's there, practicing it, and at least being prepared for a week or two, right. you're going to have a little bit. And, and not just at home, because you might be at work, your kids <laughs> might be at school, you need to work with your teachers, and we, we, we discuss all of that in the book. You know, talk to your different groups. Talk to your, if you have your parents in a, in a senior center or in a, in a nursing home, talk to them. Find out what's going to happen. If you're separated, how are you going to get back together? They're scary things, but they're not quite as scary as you, if you think about it beforehand in a sense of calmness before mm-hmm. something happens. Mm-hmm. And you think about these, the wildfires that are going on right now, you know, people aren't even really getting time to gather things together. So now. if you have at least some stuff together and you're told you must evacuate, it's coming over the hill, you can get out of Dodge. And right. uh, 
Um, it's, it's just, and like you said, it's the reference book. I use this often, but we've had a lot of first responders buddies say it's their favorite bathroom book because <laughs> you can read a page or two and you can learn something. Right. And uh, you can flip through it, and it's, it's not a sequential thing. You know, you can just flip to the topics that you want. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you totally segued into it. Uh, I'm going to give a personal story about about that um, because when I first got the book, it isn't the novel you curl up. It's when you you go through it, just like you said, the bathroom book. You go through it, and but the way it's laid out, it does stick in your head. I'm very visual. Like even if in my Bible, someone says what verse is that? I usually can go by, did I highlight it? And is it on the left or right of my Bible? You know, I can find it that way. Don't ask me to actually know the address. I can tell you by color (laughs) and location. So, um, you know, your book is similar because of the way it's laid out. Um, And uh, here's the story. Living in the middle of nowhere from our homestead, driving down, and I'm running late. Ta-da! What's a shocker? Uh, a truck coming my direction and me going the opposite direction, the two of us decided our mirrors needed to high-five. So, yeah, I love those whiny little roads. So, (laughs) the worst part is, of course where we are, there is no cell service. I do have a cell phone, but I knew there was a 30-minute of nothing from, well, there's nothing at the homestead either, but 30 minutes before I'd have service, and this guy didn't have service, we are stuck on a windy, tiny mountain road. And, you know, it's had enough traffic that a couple people came by. Well, the the window of the truck was open, and their mirror went in and hit her, his passenger, in the head. M- my brain first pictured a, a, a glass mirror in a head when I realized that had happened. But thankfully, it was just the, the whole thing stayed intact, and it bonked her in the brain, you know, in the head. And so the first thing I do is go through, mentally, I have seen head trauma from having just sitting down and leaving through the book. So I'm going through and I, I do all the, the little checks. Are your people dilated? Is the, is the knot coming out instead of just, you know, nothing? Are you getting a knot on your head? That's actually a good thing. Um, you know, that means that the pressure's outside of the brain instead of in it. Mm-hmm. And her pupils were dilating. She was coherent. Everything was cool. So we had no problem waiting the two and a half hours it took for anyone to get to us. <laughs> but, you know, the first thing that went through my head is something I read from your book probably four years before. Wow. And cool. be- because of how it's laid out. So, I, I'm, you know, someone might think it was probably in my bag in the back of the car, but I, there was no chance I was digging through that on that windy road to figure it out. Um, I was just going from memory because of the visual of how it was laid out. I could remember what to do to check. Um, it wasn't even me that was in need of it. It was someone else. And, I, you know, we had no way of calling um, anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're in that situation in a normal day-to-day event, not, mm-hmm. you know, worst-case scenario of, you know, of an EMP. It's just you're on a mountain road and you need it. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Or you're out back hiking in the backcountry. I mean, it, it, it's it's as simple as we don't have a whole lot of, wilderness survival in it because we'll save that for the experts that do that but you know there's a few little tips that you can find mm-hmm. in there about some outdoor things but you know the, the the whole concept and the whole reason we wanted again back to the original mindset was uh, somebody had requested combining the two and we're like you know that would be a pretty cool book and we started looking around to see how many were out there like that there's 
there's a lot more now, um, but back in the mid-90s, there wasn't hardly anything. You'd have to get a couple of different books. And in their training course, they actually had pamphlets and booklets and, and uh, mm-hmm. a big book and a small little booklet and, you know, all these mishmash pieces that they'd have to refer to. And you and I both know when, when you get a little booklet or a pamphlet, and, and it gets either thrown in a drawer or recycled or lost. Right. Right. And, and this is something that's more substantial, even as it is in a basic red book, 280, well, 266 numbered pages, but at 288 pages, it'll stay around on the shelf. Whether they read it or not, you hope they will, but at least it's going to stay on the shelf or in a backpack or in a, in a drawer somewhere where they can reference it as needed. It's like mm-hmm. a dictionary. It's, it's not necessarily anything people, other than wonks like me and you, that would read cover <laughs> to cover, but... Some yeah. will, and some will think, oh, this is just way too boring and basic. But it's it's really, there's some meat in there. And there's oh, yeah. And there's a lot of little nuggets in there, and there's a lot of ways to go find more data. And that's the hardest part is updating the hundreds and hundreds of web links that we keep throughout it. And so the ebook's kind of practical from that respect because it's more updated sometimes than an old paperback book might be, but it's still the concepts there. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, now you know we've we've talked about what you how, how you got started and what you guys are doing currently to help communities prepare. And I know you've got some things and plans on the horizon. So we're going to take a real quick break and let people get acquainted with kind of your your hopes and your dreams and the things you set forth, um, so they can connect with that too. So we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, primitive skills, and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool, and special interest groups. Please visit our website and then visit our paradise, turtleislandpreserve.org, or call 828-265-2267. Your preparation station is on the air. Welcome back. We're going to finish out this show here with uh, my friend Janet Leach. Promise no more commercial interruptions from this point forward to the end. Um, it's really been my hope that as you've listened, you've gotten to know Janet and, of course, vicariously Bill as well, because she, of course, speaks as the one of the two cohorts in crime and putting out this and speaking encouragement for preparedness and really just trying to get communities encouraged. My hope is that you've been able to kind of hear the heart behind why they do this. Just that it is, it's not for fame and glory. It is for real practical preparedness, really getting 
you guys, everybody listening, as prepared as you can possibly get, and then reaching out into your community and preparing them as well by whatever means you see best. And I like the fundraisers. I like the, the community involvement, the give it to your kids at schools. There's like tons of those ideas. And I know that Bill and Janet have some things and ideas rolling around in their head and plans for the future. And I want to give them the opportunity to share that with you as well. Um, I don't know how much of anything you can really unveil, but you you have a free platform, my dear, to just share what you want. Um, as, as what's going on? What do you have planned for the future? Well, we're actually in the process. Of, you know, and and some of the <laughs> listeners may know over the years. Um, back in the late nineties, Bill's been dealing with some major, major chronic health issues. And uh, I'm not going to go into that because that's another whole show. (laughs) (laughs) It is. But but as we peeled back the layers and, you know, started finding his health issues, and, and, I mean, we're talking to the point he could only work a couple hours a day and he'd go sleep for four or five hours. And then, you know, it's just been very, very, I'm not going to say stressful because I live in chaos and I'm calm when it's chaotic. (laughs) But um, watching somebody you love suffer and sick all the time, it really weighs on your heart. Um, but he's getting better. Leukemia's gone. Uh, the worms, thank goodness, are all gone. That'll really freak out our listeners. Um, <laughs> he had a bad parasite infestation and a lot of other health issues and things that we found over the years that we've always thought about putting it into a book. We may someday. It'll just kind of be Bill's yeah. story and our journey through this. And it's on our website. I don't know if we'll ever do it, but if we ever do, it's going to be called You're Full of Crap and What Are You Going to Do About It? <laughs> it's kind of along the same themes, you know, what are you going to do before, during, and after you're sick? Um, but no, it's, it's actually that one, if we ever do it, is going to be very uh, interesting and fun. This one is fun too, but it's, it's very serious, although we're not very yeah. serious people. <laughs> we try to make it positive and encouraging, and that's why we love writing for Prepare Magazine because it's, it's not about fear. It's about calmness and, and learning mm-hmm. what to do for yourself and your loved ones. And watching somebody go through chronic health issues is, is very frustrating because you feel so helpless. Yeah. So what do you do? You usually go out and start researching. So the knowledge is power. Knowledge can help in so many different areas. So uh, that's something we hope with, with the disaster book we can do for others. And then going forward... Now that he's getting better, we want to work out of the RV and try to see our country for the next year or two and just travel around, go to the four corners of our beautiful country. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting going from, you know, a 1,900-square-foot home down to a less than 400-square-foot RV. <laughs> so you're kind of, you're making that downsizing, almost a yeah, mobile tiny house yeah. move, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we've watched a few of those, and I can totally relate. And, but it's also, it's also uh, liberating, because you're getting rid of so much junk in your life, and, and the stuff, and you're looking around as you're getting ready to donate or sell this stuff that you've accumulated over 20 years, you're like, why did I keep this? Why do I have this? So anyway, it's, it's actually right. kind of really cool. And we'll be writing about some of that both in Prepare Magazine and on our blog awesome. someday. Um, but another big project that we're hoping to really be focusing a lot of our energies on and just printing a whole bunch of books to get America, North America as a whole prepared, um, we're partnering up with uh, 
a very good friend of ours in his company called Global Innovations. And if you go on our website and click on one of the upgrade links in, in the narrative, uh, there's a little bit of an overview, but just real quickly, uh, it's going to be a kiosk, an uh, interactive touchscreen kiosk that's going to be put out in the public square. We're not doing this. Our partner Global Innovations is with the Salvation Army and other partners around the country and uh, local emergency managers and all kinds of community groups are going to be involved in this. And through the kiosks, we're again going to be complementing it with the customized books, with the coupons and the QR codes and the freebies and the gifts and prizes for kids and prizes for the public. And it, it's, it's more of a bribe, <laughs> I guess you would call it. We're if trying it works, that's, that's yeah. good. So yeah. we're, we're trying to incentivize the public and make preparedness exciting because preparedness is a scary topic for most people. They don't want to think about it or if it happens, they'll just call 911. Whereas if it's something that you live day in and day out, like preppers do, if it's integrated into your psyche like it is, you know, you guys and us and many others out there, but not enough of others, that's mm -hmm. what we're kind of hoping to kind of push and, and society as a whole into getting the kids excited, getting the, their parents and the public in general excited, having the kiosks spit out coupons and freebies and have informational things and kids programs and it, it's just, and then incorporating all kinds of freebies into the book itself and personalizing it for that local area. So, and then we're going to revenue share back and help local groups as well as the Salvation Army. So again, it's all about, and I know a lot of us hate this term, um, but when you're in social entrepreneurship, uh, spreading the wealth around is not a bad thing. Right. It's, it's not. sharing the revenue and, and tithing back to others and and helping society as a whole. I mean, that's just, that's what I loved about Bill. I mean, when I called him, I'd known him all over my first marriage. I met him when I first got married to my first husband. And I saw what a generous giving man he is and, and still is. And then to see him go through all of this health stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, we could have just crawled back in a hole and just take care of ourselves and screw this and go do something else. We yeah. can't. It's ingrained into our fiber, and we're too stubborn to quit. <laughs> so we're going to make this happen one way or another, but it, it's, it's really exciting. We're, I don't know how far away from it actually rolling out. The, 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 the kiosk and the idea has been rolling around at some of the conferences for the last year or so, That's and awesome. it's just a matter of getting the first one kicked off, and as soon as we have a sample, we're going to just blow and go across, hopefully, where all of North America. Where do you anticipate putting kiosks like this? Like uh, in the hope, public square, it's, it's really going to depend on the community and the county and the, and the state. Um, but it, they'll be like in public areas, whether it be at libraries or malls or, you know, places mm -hmm. where you get foot traffic, maybe grocery stores or hardware stores. But it's really going to depend on that community and how entrenched they want to do that part of it. If they want to do the kiosk and the book and the app and all of the whole package deal, they can. If they want to just do pieces or elements of it. If a business just wants to do the book on their own, they can um, and put their employee information in it. If a small business wants to do just the red book, they'll just work direct with us. I mean, so there's, there's other ways to do it without doing the whole big thing. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the whole idea is the businesses will rally around this, and it's something that's very good for the community. It's a really inexpensive way for them to advertise, and those advertising are what's paying for a lot of the material, I guess you would call it, the, the 
the preparedness material that, that actually gets the, the community prepared. Yes, and then yeah. the books would go out to the children, and then the children would take them home and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And every community is going to be different. In fact, that, that, that's kind of the genesis of it, and what it expands out to is just depends on the state and the country that we work with. Because there are other countries that we work with, and if a country or a business needs a book in a different language, we're more than willing to do it. Um, we have to print 20000 at a time to make it cost-feasible. Mm-hmm. And that's when we customize the book in the print process, we still have to do them 20,000 at a time. But um, whether it's the small 288-page book or the bigger up to 576 pages or more or less, um, mm-hmm. we have a relationship with a very large printing company now that has that ability for it. That's and they great. can expand as they need to. Yeah, it's, it's our Donnelly. So it's... it's, it's just kind of, uh, it's neat when you when you pull back and look. Whether it's anything in life, if you pull back and look at how things are coming together, you're in total chaos. You have no idea what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> but either in hindsight or at the time, if you can kind of see, okay, this person came into my life for a reason, and that thing idea popped into my head for a reason, mm-hmm. it really makes life fun. Um, yeah. Whether it happens or not is up to you, obviously, and and whether you can. Uh, want to do it, but it's uh, it's just been fun watching the the journey. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like if someone is interested, um, and I'm I'm assuming we've got people listening that may not be in front of their computer screen. Um, would you mind going ahead and giving out either a phone number or verbally your website, so that if they want to get their community rallied behind either a kiosk or the books for a fundraiser or just get their own book, please. If you're just looking, just at least get your own book. Um, <laughs> how can people get in touch with you, Janet? The easiest way is to go to our website, and it's just like the name of the book. It's a Disaster, itsadisaster.net, N-E-T. Mm-hmm. And from there you can order. If, if it's over, 10 books are over. We don't really have an online uh, ordering system anymore because we do so much personal personalization. We'd rather work with you on the phone. Um, so you're welcome to call us toll-free at 888-999-4325. I uh, don't know what time zone we'll be in, so you're just welcome to call anytime <laughs> when we're RV traveling. <laughs> yeah, you'll um, be. But call us anytime and leave us a voicemail. We'll always get back with you. We don't have, other than voicemail, I hate automated prompts, so I try to be yeah. as personal as possible and call people back as soon as we can. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I would encourage people listening, if they aren't in front, to click through and get their own one issue, maybe at Amazon or wherever we'll connect it through, to use the... Um, the verbal that Janice just gave you and go either to the website or call or both and, and figure out how you can rally behind this really good reference book, but really rally behind your community with this. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's the mission. On, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but realize on 10 books or more, we actually deeply discount for everybody now. It's 70% off, so it's only 450 delivered. We're not normal. The publishing industry, I'm sure, hates us because we don't do things typically. Um, but what we do is we basically give everybody the 20,000 unit price. So uh, we we just want to help your area, your families, your neighborhoods, your communities. Anything mm-hmm. we can do, give us a call. Yeah, I think that's that's got to be one of the first things that when we first started talking, I knew you were just 
a kindred spirit because you know we give away the free magazine the mm-hmm. the digital is free it always will be it's meant to perpetuate the mission that this doesn't have to be all you know bunkers and gas masks and conspiracy theories this is real life and bill and janet They've been doing this for years. They they walk that talk of this is real life, and you need to be ready, and we need to get as many people ready as possible. You mentioned, um, you know, people, you know, we'll just call 911. I don't know why it never crosses their mind that what if 911's not there? Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's always the possibility you can't do that. And yeah. it's it's not... Not that they're not good entities to have, and when they're available and there's the need, they are good to use. FEMA is fantastic. But what if they can't get to you because you happen to be way down on the list of, or physically the ability for them to get to you in the midst of a disaster? Uh, There's so many different contingencies that we don't, we as humans, because we all tend to be kind of self-absorbed and with our head up our own little rear ends, um, you know, and just kind of, <laughs> we do. I mean, as a, as a human, mo- you know, across the board, that's kind of natural. You don't really think of everybody else. You kind of in, put it in a microcosm of a panic, and you really are that way. You're just looking at your little surroundings. Yeah. But well, when and your, your, your immediate family and... and, and right. If you're going to be that self-absorbed, and I don't mean that in a bad way, that's, that there's a very good thing about that, but if you're going to be that concerned about your loved ones, make sure they're going to be okay, you know? Yes. Make sure that they have something at the school. Help the teachers understand, and a lot of them already know what they need to do, but what's going to happen with your child if they have to get evacuated or there's an, you know, any kind of scenario, whether it's scary or not, whether it's normal or not for your area, Think about it, talk about it, and plan for it, especially with your seniors, because your seniors know what it's like to kind of be on their own. They mm-hmm. lived it. So mm-hmm. there's a wealth of information in those people's brains if you can just get it out of them. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, and now is the time to do it when things, well, when most of life is not terribly chaotic. You could, <laughs> doing I say not because you and I have talked before, chaos is the norm. Um, mm-hmm. but, but for most people, they're clicking through their normal day, and they'll so I think, unfortunately, somewhere in the back of your mind, you might be thinking, I'll get to it when I need to. Well, when you need to is not when you're making the best call. You're, you know, get to it now, even if it's just tiny little bits at a time, and it's just knowledge, or like I referred to in reading through the book, leafing through it and just going, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm not dealing with a head trauma in the middle of my living room when I read that. (laughs) But I did probably three years later. And it not that I'm at all brilliant enough to recall everything I read or have an eidetic memory, but it it gave me a foundation, you know. Um, So I think I think whether it's the book, whether it's building your community's preparedness, when things are calm is actually the best time to do it. So don't just wait. That's my my encouragement note of the day, my soapbox moment. <laughs> don't don't wait to get this book as a reference book because when you need it as a reference book, you're not going to have it yet. Don't wait to to prepare yourself and your family and your community when you need it because when you need it, you'll be in reaction mode instead of um, enabled mode to do something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, as usual, I've always enjoyed getting to visit with you. This is one of the great things about being a radio show host. I get to call up my friends and go, hey, we haven't talked in a while. Let's do a show. Let's <laughs> catch up. I know. Well, y'all, the listeners are lucky because I'm, I'm, we're being kind of well-behaved. They have no clue what goes on behind the scenes when we're right. on the phone. So before and after, <laughs> I should record, and we could use it as blackmail stuff for each other probably. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, Janet, I've enjoyed it. Could you please um, give everyone the phone number again in case so they don't have to backtrack? Um, that's probably the yeah. easiest way if they need to get you. Yeah, our company's name is Fed Health. It's a very strange name, but it's it's it used to stand for Federal Health and Safety Information Corp. But it's Fed Health, and our website is it's a disaster dot net net, and you can reach us toll free at eight 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 nine 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 four three two five. Awesome. Well, thank you, Janet. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And as you head across the country, make sure you contact me so that we can meet in person. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll finally get to, I mean, we've met so many wonderful people over the phone and the Internet for 15 years we've been doing this. And mm-hmm. our little billy box, it's what we call our RV. We're just going to have our little billy box adventures. We'll stay tuned for those. So Awesome. Finally meeting people and taking some pictures and all that fun stuff. Oh, that'll be great. That will be great. Well, we'll Mm -hmm. talk to you again real soon. And, folks, I hope that you will connect with Prepare Magazine and look up some of these great articles that Bill and Janet submit. Um, You can become a premium member and see all the ones you've missed, or you can just subscribe now because I'm sure there will be more in the future because they they write great stuff, good content um, that you can sink your teeth into and and enjoy being prepared. For now, this is Donna Miller. We're going to sign off and hopefully see you again very soon. God bless. This has been another episode of your preparation station with Donna Miller. We would love to hear from you. Please connect with us at yourpreparationstation.com and on Facebook. Tune in again next time for another encouraging episode. Until then, keep growing and finding joy in the journey.